is the Family Law Now podcast. I'm Russell Alexander. We're recording a special episode today on a Sunday. It's March 15th about COVID-19. This has declared a pandemic. Uh, We've got some very uh, qualified and interesting lawyers who are going to talk about the firms and some of the steps we're taking to deal with the pandemic. Keep in mind, this is as of March 15th, 2020. Anything could change. A couple of days can be completely different. A couple of weeks can be completely different from what we're talking about today. Um, two, of our, two of the lawyers in this podcast are going into self-isolation because of international travel. There's lots out there on social distancing. I was reading the New York Times this morning, and they have a great article called The Workers Who Face the Greatest Coronavirus Risk. Now, we have the usual candidates near the top, dentists, paramedics, nurses, flight attendants, couriers. Uh, The list goes on. Police, maids, child care workers, uh, cashiers, pilots. We've also identified lawyers as a group that is uh, at a greater risk of the virus. And obviously, Everybody's going to be making changes to service industries. Lawyers provide a service. We're seeing changes being made uh, to courts throughout North America. I know in Canada there's going back jury trials. Uh, I would suspect that we're probably going to move to more video and telephone conferencing. Um, the uh, we have a number of people with us today. Uh, maybe we could just do a brief introduction of each uh, guest speaker with a description of what city they're in, their firm size, and the services they provide. Do you want to start, Billy? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Billy Tarasio. I'm the owner of Modern Law, which is a family law firm in the greater Phoenix area. And uh, you do family law? Yes. We practice only family law and um, have six Uh, which is uh, where Barry is, and uh, 
So yeah, it's coming our way. It's not widespread yet, but uh, as I understand, it's probably in a couple of weeks uh, we'll have it full on. And we also have Rich Harris with us. Rich, welcome. Thank you, Russ. Also appreciate you having me on. Um, again, this is Rich Harris. I'm the principal of the Harris Law Firm. We're a firm devoted solely to family law. We're based in Denver, Colorado. And any outbursts in Denver, Rich? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, Colorado's been hit pretty hard. Um, at least um, if you would have, if you would believe public officials. Um, not to be cynical, but you know, I wonder about um, the alarm around this. We have, I think, around 100 cases in our state. The governor has declared a state of emergency. Uh, yesterday, he temporarily closed all the ski resorts. Our St. Patrick's Day parade has been closed, and all of my kids' schools have been shut down at this point. Right. The, um, well, this is going to affect everybody in different ways, but I think as you know, professional services firms, uh, we really have an opportunity to try to get ahead of the curve in terms of, in terms of some of the steps we can take. And everybody in this uh, podcast is taking different approaches to it. Um, I know last Thursday, Ali mentioned to my team we're going to do, a, and I, I shared this with uh, everybody on the podcast, we're doing a stress test on our firm network. Uh, so we're going to have the entire firm, which is about eight lawyers and maybe 10 or 15 support staff, work remotely and um, conference or two. We're going to have a staff meeting via Zoom, and we're going to have an entirely remote experience. And when we planned it that Thursday, I was beginning to think that Tuesday might have been too soon to do this. Now with the events over the weekend, today is Sunday, I'm thinking maybe it's too late. Um, we should have done this weeks ago. One of my goals is to try to find out if we have the bandwidth to have to having that many uh, staff working on our uh, network without it crashing. So that was the purpose of the stress test. But I think we're probably going to be transitioning into doing just about everything remotely, um, saving itself some client experiences, which can't be the most, and obviously court attendances. Uh, just with respect to my experience, I practice in the Ontario court. Um, usually I go to the Superior Court. I don't go to the provincial court too often. Usually I would try to arrange for teleconferences for certain hearings. If I was out of town at a speaking event or unavailable or maybe double book. Um, Generally speaking, judges were receptive to it if the other side had consented to it. Trial coordinators were a little bit more difficult uh, in accepting uh, trial conferences. I have one scheduled. I've got a case conference scheduled tomorrow via phone. But my prediction is we're going to see the courts be much more accommodating uh, in um, teleconferences, video conferences, and having less people attend court in person. Um, so that's some of the, some, you know, that's some of the things we're looking at. We've got a detailed cleaning checklist and white down list in terms of cleaning the office daily with white folks and other disinfectants that I've shared with everybody. It's going to be a part of a show note to this podcast. 
Um, but Billy, maybe you could tell us some of the things that you're taking. I saw your video, which was excellent. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what are you doing to address this issue with respect to both your staff and putting their safety first and your clients? Um, yeah, well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Um, so it's been a, a work in progress, and I, I had released some changes on March 11th, and then I updated that and, and changed it quite a bit on March 13th. And in between March 11th and March 13th, I had flown to speak at um, a conference, and I had checked in with that conference to say, are we really doing this? It had already started. It was in a remote location, so it was like a six-hour you know, flight. I, I got there and then was told the conference had to be closed. And um, instead of preparing to have something set up where it could be recorded or live streamed to these people who were in this remote area in the hotel room, they just shut it all down. And the thing that I really learned from that was that we have to have a contingency plan because our reality today may be different tomorrow. And so with my staff, we came up with a plan um, that is really surrounding two principles, flexibility and support. So right now, anybody who is sick or has anybody sick at home is not allowed to come to the office. Anyone who is uncomfortable coming to the office does not have to come to the office. Anybody who's got kids at home doesn't need to come to the office. Um, we also, we typically work regular hours, but I, I told them, look, that may not happen when you've got kids at home. So we're going to be flexible with one another about when and how we get work done. In order to do that, we need to increase our communication. So that's a work in progress. Um, on Friday, my kids' school closed. Then on Saturday, the Gilbert school closed. So some, some schools in the Valley are closed and some aren't. Yeah, they closed the schools in Ontario, I think, for three weeks, huh? Yeah, three weeks. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Billy. Sorry to interrupt. I just want to ask about the schools. Go ahead. Yeah, no problem. So, I mean, if people have kids at home and they can't get them in daycare, then we, we, I have to understand that their ability to work from home is impacted by that, and that's okay. They're still expected to be able to work, but, like, everybody just has to really support one another and be flexible during this time. We also decided uh, that we would close the office to clients except by appointment only. So we're not in a lockdown phase at all in Gilbert, in Arizona, where I'm at. I was out yesterday, and, and there was a group that was full of people. So people have not changed their behavior to stay inside. But what, what, I, what we decided is we need to have people in our office um, in a limited capacity, and we need to know when they're going to be there. So instead of having four people walk in at once, we are going to spread them out by appointment only, you know, maintain proper distance, stop shaking hands, sanitize in between, um, and we may not have the staff to stay open 40 hours a week. If our receptionist is sick, then she cannot come to work. And that's okay. Um, it's really okay, but we just have to plan more and, and behave a little differently. Now, our technology is all cloud-based, so we've always had the ability to work from home. That is a big change. Um, the big change for us will be the amount of people working from home at any given time. 
And then the other thing that I really wanted to do was educate our clients on these changes and what to expect and make it easier for them to take advantage of the technology and the support that we already have in place. So teach them how to use it. You know, teach them, if they're, you know, if there's somebody who writes checks, teach them, walk them through exactly how they can pay online, things like that. You're spreading your appointments there. You're not having all your clients show up at once. Exactly. So we will only, yes, we will only have one person, ideally, um, in his office at any one important time. Now, we might be able to have a couple meetings going simultaneously, but they need to not start at the same time because we really want to minimize um, the number of people that have to interact in our space. Can you find it, Billy? Can you offer them the opportunity to do it by phone or video, or how, how receptive have they been to that? Yes, so that's a great question. One of my attorneys is sick, and she probably doesn't have the coronavirus, but you don't know. And so we had to tell all of her clients, like, you do not have the option of meeting with her in person. Um, and here's how we can set up Zoom um, to do that. You know, most all of them were, were understanding and didn't have a problem. One was a little reactive. And I think the thing that I, I have to remind my staff was that Everyone is on edge right now. So our clients who are already going through something stressful are more upset because of their child's closing or maybe them not being able to work. And so we have to be really patient with each other and with our clients and really walk them through how to do this video appointment because there's anxiety in the unknown. But once they do a video appointment via Zoom, it, it can be pretty darn effective. Great. And we also have listening to your video that you uh, do these feedback and or the diagnosis on electronically now? Yes, I mean we've always had the ability to use e-signature, but some people just don't prefer it. So um, now they have to they have to learn how to use something that they might have been uncomfortable with. So for us this is as much about educating our client base as it is our staff because we've always been a very technology focused law firm. Well, I'm going to embed the link with your permission to that video. I think it was just fantastic. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Okay, great. Brian Galbraith, what's going on up in Barry and Newmarket? Uh, you're isolated now. What happened there? <laughs> well, I, uh, I went to uh, Europe uh, for some meetings and uh, a conference that I was going to present at. and. Uh, uh, I went with my wife and our two young children and we got to Scotland and then we heard that uh, President Trump had closed the borders to Europe and we were, it, it, the uh, pandemic had been declared by the World Health Organization and so we felt like uh, we needed to be home. So our one month uh, trip uh, to Europe where we were going to be in uh, Scotland, England and France was canceled after 22 hours of, of being in Scotland and we immediately came home. And because we were uh, spending time and just spent time at uh, uh, different international airports, we decided that we would self-isolate. So uh, we're, we're at home um, and uh, trying to manage uh, this transition uh, for the firm. So uh, we sent out a, uh, an email uh, to all of our clients, we use MailChimp uh, and uh, uh, advise the clients of the changes that we're putting in place right now so that uh, our, our staff are safe and our clients are safe. And what we're doing is we're making it so that everyone can work remotely uh, because I can foresee a time when our office 
offices will uh, not be open. Uh, we're open now, uh, and uh, but I can see that that will probably change in the next uh, few days or weeks, where we just say no one will be attending our offices. Everything will be via remote access. So uh, by the end of tomorrow, all of the support staff and uh, about 14, 15 people, but all of the lawyers will uh, be able to work remotely. So our lawyers have always been able to work remotely. They, they Every second day they work from home and uh, don't have an office space. They office share or space share. So that transition was easy for the lawyers, but the support staff uh, traditionally have always come into the office and so now we're transitioning them out of the office so that they can uh, still support their lawyers and do the work clients need done uh, from their homes. And Brian, what are you doing? Will, what, are you do, what are you doing with the clients? How are you, how are you uh, working with them? Well, one thing that we've set up is, uh, uh, like uh, Billy has, is that we have uh, Zoom for every lawyer. So every lawyer has their own personal Zoom account uh, and their own personal Zoom room, uh, so that they that we're going to uh, ask clients, can we do these appointments by Zoom uh, rather than uh, uh, in person? And that's what we're transitioning forward on toward. Uh, and uh, we've been, I've been testing it today and uh, having Zoom meetings with all of the lawyers to ensure that they're set up and uh, comfortable with it, and, and they are. So we're, we're ready to go uh, when that needs to be implemented. Great job. Great job. Great what is one thing that I, I, I'm going oh, to sorry, encourage? Go ahead, sorry, one thing I'm going to encourage our lawyers is is uh, to talk to the clients about uh, all the different ways of communicating. You know, some might be not comfortable using video conferencing technology, uh, even though Zoom is so simple to use. It's just a click, and they're they're able to video conference for free. But if people aren't comfortable with that, we need to talk to them about it. Uh, and if they prefer emails or you know different apps like WhatsApp or uh, uh, what texting, even you know, let's we need to accommodate them and help them. And we really got to be patient with each other and with our clients because it, it is adding another layer of stress to folks who are already very stressed uh, with the the, the uh, family law issues that they're facing. Great. And stress with this uh, pandemic now, so on top of it. On top of uh, their, the other challenges the challenge they're facing in their life, right? Exactly right, Brian. Okay, uh, I took a look at your pen and shared with me ahead of time. Pretty detailed. Uh, why don't you share with us uh, what's going on in Denver? You bet, Russ. Um, well, I'll start by. First of all, putting the overall filter on this um, to echo what my friends Brian and Billy have said, which is this whole thing is a stressful, difficult time for all of us, but we have to be really sensitive to what folks in the middle of a divorce are experiencing, what those contemplating a divorce might be going through. This is a whole extra layer of stress. So. A lot of what we're thinking about as we try and accommodate our lawyers and our professional staff is how do we do this in a way that A, protects 
um, our clients and their needs, and then be very importantly too, hopefully our business and our economics. So um, I, I think partly because um, Colorado is at a more advanced stage of infections, um, we are proactively going ahead and shutting down our offices typically starting tomorrow morning, Monday. Um, we do this partly um, because we fear this is going to be inevitable around a lot of our country and probably Canada too. Um, and we want to just be ahead of the curve and we, we want to be ready. Um, but partly. That's a, that was really a bold move. Can I just tell you, ask you, how did you transition your team into, uh, you know, the fact that the the physical offices are shutting down? How did you yeah. how did you get to that point? Or you still sort yeah, of plotting your way through it? So for the past week or so, we've been studying this carefully. We've been meeting with everybody. We've been preparing everybody for the possibility this could happen. Um, we surveyed everybody's home office setup. We have offered to supplement their equipment wherever needed. And then as of our staff meeting on Friday, we said to everybody, we told everybody, we are closing and here's why. Um, and we're also going to be using Zoom for our meetings. Um, we uh, will be using Zoom hopefully for client consultations and existing client meetings and with each other. Restaurants in Denver are closing. Um, we don't really have good information about what the court system is doing yet, ironically. But the schools that, that our kids have gone to, that have sent out policies about how they're going to conduct online learning um, to resume as well. So our people, while there was some resistance um, by some of them, um, are hearing this from their schools and, and from all the other organizations they're involved with. Uh, Rick, so there's, uh, you know, it's easy, you know, we for some of us who are paperless and can work remotely, and uh, you know, this has been commonplace, you know, for a lot of lawyers, especially you know, for Brian, my office, where we have lawyers working from home. What about the actual, you know, physical part of a divorce file? You know, getting the documents to court, doing the pleadings, having them executed. How, how are you gonna, how are you gonna walk that path when you've got the uh, physical location shut down? Mm-hmm. Well, our, uh, all our clients in Colorado are electronic statewide. Um, that's that right. includes exhibits and everything else. Um, we're very used to being paperless. Um, we don't think it's going to be that much of a hurdle. At least that piece. I think the bigger piece is changing people's behavior and, and, and and letting them know that this is for now, and for us, that's the next four weeks, we predict, the new normal. We're not going to be meeting in person. We're not going to be seeing each other in person pretty much at all. Credit for the all that's changed. 
Um, and your list is great. You're even telling your staff, take your plants home. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm actually worried about my plants. So I'm, I've been overseas the past week also, and uh, I'm not quite sure what, what I'm going to be doing once I get back into town tonight. But we'll all figure it out, and at the end of the day, it, it reminds you of what's important. The plants, if I lose some plants, all right. If I lose some, some of my mail, all right. We, we've got to take care of each other and our clients. Right. And, and I guess the point of my comment is, you know, there's a lot of, it's more than just simply turning the, turning the lock in the office door. There's a lot of planning that goes into it. Right. It's, uh, it's been the subject of many, many meetings. And, and I'm way oversimplifying a lot of this, partly because I've been blissfully, blissfully not in a lot of these meetings. I've had a great management team who put together all these details. And, and my primary job now is to keep people motivated and productive and, and relatively happy. Right. Okay. Great. Thanks for sharing, uh, Rich. So let's uh, report. Let's just maybe do sort of a rapid-fire roundtable discussion. Uh, first uh, topic is going to be tips for clients. Uh, so, Billy, could you maybe start off with some of your top tips given uh, the COVID-19 and and uh, some of the discussions we've been talking about today? Tips for clients are. I mean, I think just the, the same thing, be, be flexible, be patient. We will move your case forward. There's still a lot we can do, but there is a lot that's unknown and it's ever changing. So in uncertainty, um, how can you be kind to yourself and how can we as a law firm help support you? Great. Great stuff. Brian, tips for your uh, clients? Well, um, I... I one, a couple of real small tips, but there may be some practical suggestions. One is that there's an app called iScanner, and it's an app you can get, uh, I, I assume, on both, uh, on all types of smartphones. I use an iPhone, and I've used it on my iPhone quite easily, and uh, it, it, uh, it connects with your uh, camera on your iPhone, and it takes, it's a way of scanning documents uh, into your uh, uh, phone, and then you can attach them to an email and send them off to your lawyer. So that that would be a nice uh, practical thing to do. The other thing is, is recently we bought a, 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 a Wi-Fi booster, uh, and uh, it's been a really great thing to have in the house uh, because uh, we're going to be so reliant on good internet service. It's worthwhile having. Um, uh, pay the, you know, I think it was $80 uh, for the Wi-Fi booster to boost the signal throughout the house. So there's a couple of real practical suggestions uh, for, for clients. Great tips, Brian. Thank you. Rick, tips for clients? Yeah, you bet. Um, keep your support, friends, family, and hopefully your good lawyer um, close. Just because you can't see people um, for, for folks that are in, in a family crisis, going through a divorce, um, make sure you're reaching out by phone, by video, by FaceTime, what have you. The worst thing that people can do in this situation is isolate themselves or self-medicate or fall 
because we can't physically be with our loved ones doesn't mean you shouldn't be reaching out. If you're in therapy, make sure and insist your therapist is willing to conduct sessions by phone or other means. Um, make sure and demand that your lawyer is reachable. There is no excuse, in my opinion, in this modern world for your lawyer to delay answering your questions or uh, moving your case forward. So make sure uh, you have that support and insist upon it. Great. Great tip. Thanks, Rich. Um, I'm gonna, we're all just all in this together. Uh, I'm going to kind of steal one from Billy's, Billy's video. Uh, if for clients, if you're immune deficient or if you're one of these high-risk uh, groups, uh, talk to your lawyer. If you have a hearing coming up, see if it can be adjourned or if it can be done by phone or video conference. Uh, I think uh, my prediction is the courts can become more and more accommodating uh, because they want to keep the court staff safe and the judges don't want to get sick as well. So that would be my tip for clients. Let's move on to tips for lawyers. Uh, Billy, sorry, I stole one from you there. What do you got for lawyers? What's your tip? So over communicate. Um, when you're in the office and you, you know, need to go, you know, we're spread out. So sometimes we'll walk down to the local store to get a drink or whatever. It takes five minutes. And somebody else will ask the receptionist, hey, have you seen Darren? They can say, oh, he went down to AJ, so he'll be back in a minute. That is the type of communication that we have to we have to increase in order to keep our unit cohesive on staff. So, you know, just tell somebody, hey, I'm driving to go drop off my kiddo. I'll be off mine for 20 minutes. Or, you know, jumping in the shower or whatever it is, just so that we know, you know, kind of what, what your day looks like and we can have normal communication that makes us a more cohesive unit. Or something like, I'm really struggling with X, Y, and Z today. Is anybody in the office who can print this or whatnot or prepare this for the runner or anything? Um, we can support one another better if we over-communicate the small things. Great. Great tip. Thank you, Billy. Brian, tips for lawyers? Well, I, I'm a great uh, uh, supporter of the use of Zoom for video conferencing, and I, I think that I've encouraged all our lawyers to reach out on cases and suggest that uh, that they have four-way meetings uh, with the, the other counsel of both parties via Zoom uh, and uh, continue to work forward to uh, resolving the outstanding cases that they have. Zoom is wonderful. Uh, you can uh, uh, share your screen with your clients so that you can pull up uh, any pleadings you're working on or, or a, a settlement agreement and show it to your client and uh, be able to make changes right there in front of your client using Zoom. So uh, it's, it's a really great technology and uh, uh, lawyers just need to spend a little time and it won't take much time to uh, become familiar with it as a, a fantastic tool to communicate with their client and to continue to uh, negotiate with uh, the other side uh, because you know, my guess, my guess is that uh, family courts will will shut down. Uh, we see the small courts, small claims courts shut down in this province. We've seen jury trials are no longer going ahead in the criminal context. So I, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if the court uh, eventually shuts down for a period of time. So we need to find other ways of uh, helping move our clients' cases forward and I think Zoom is a great tool for that purpose. 
Great tip, Brian. Thanks for sharing. Let me just pick your brain and throw you a bit of a curveball here. Uh, you and I are pretty big in collaborative practice. We do lots of collaborative practice meetings. We have full team meetings, which usually involves two clients and four professionals. So we have six people around the boardroom table. Uh, what's your vision or what's the plan for collaborative practice moving forward in light of the pandemic? Well, again, I think we could continue to do those meetings via Zoom. I've done uh, meetings in the past via Zoom, and it's worked very well. It, it's not as good as being face-to-face -face in the same room, but it is far more far superior to uh, telephone conference calls. And the reason for that is the visual. You get to see uh, people's body language. You can, if someone wants is, is fidgeting, you can see that. You can, can sense that there's something going on for them, and so. It really is an effective way to keep uh, cases moving forward. So why not have uh, continue to have uh, your meetings, uh, but uh, virtually uh, on, on Zoom? You could have, uh, you know, hundreds of people in a, a single Zoom call, and uh, so I think it, it's a perfect opportunity to help your client get things resolved and keep the collaborative case moving forward. That's a great topic for. Uh, collaborative presentation, we'll have to work on that. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess my tip uh, for lawyers would be uh, safety first. You know, if you're not sure, self-isolate. If you're feeling sick or if, you know, there's, there's no embarrassment about saying I've traveled or I'm sick or I don't feel well, I can isolate myself from the rest of the team. Uh, put your family safety first, put your, your, your team safety first. Uh, what we're promoting is, you know, this office works as a team. If you can't do a file, if you can't meet a client, if you can't get something done, somebody else will pick up the slack, but communicate and uh, tell us what your needs are. So as managing lawyers, we can help you through this crisis. So let's, uh, let's sort of wrap up. I think everybody provided excellent tips on a Sunday afternoon. I apologize about the audio today, but we've got people calling in from all over North America. But uh, let's take a look at, uh, oh, sorry, uh, Rich, tips for lawyers. Before we wrap up, I want to get your tips. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sure, Almost no worries. Just real quick, what I would say is, um, yeah, working remotely or working from home is not a vacation. Um, in my opinion, this is time for us lawyers to shine. Whether you're an associate, a partner, or, or a managing partner of a law firm, this is your time to over-communicate. Not only, like Billy mentioned, with your colleagues at the firm, but with your clients and opposing counsel. Um, make sure you're communicating with everybody. Um, this is a time for you to stand out as the kind of lawyer that gives exceptional service, service no matter what the circumstances are. And we can definitely be confident that a lot of our competitors are, are gonna be sitting on their hands or acting confused or acting um, remote. So be accessible, be, be communicating, be a thought leader on what professional service do, firms can do to service the community. Great tip, Rich, and I think all of you have demonstrated great leadership in terms of trying to get ahead of this, even by a few days, to 
planning next steps. So first of all, your, your, your staff are safe and healthy and that you're protecting your clients as well. So credit to everybody, great job. So let's wrap this up with some closing remarks. Could you start us off, Billy? Sure, I think that we should never forget that this is an opportunity to grow. And it's an opportunity for our team to grow and get better. One of the things that you said is, that I think is so important is, I think in the past we have not um, taken seriously, if you're sick, stay home. And there's somehow this feeling that that is weak. And it's time to change that. And it's time to also change the lack of accessibility for people who are homebound all the time. And this is an opportunity for us in society to experience things differently and change and do better. And so I, I think we should look for that and look for that. Yeah, that's a great tip. You know, when I informed my team today that I'm going to self-isolate, uh, I felt kind of down. I felt like I let the team down. You know, I felt a little embarrassed that this is what I'm required to do. Uh, but it's necessary. Okay, let's move on to you, Brian. Closing remarks? Well, I, I'm really uh, excited, that, just like Billy, that uh, what this will mean for our practice of law in the future. I think, you know, we've always been working towards greater uh, work from remote uh, locations and less reliant on the bricks and mortar locations. That now uh, all of our lawyers will really have to uh, 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 take advantage of the tools we've put in, in place for them. And I think it will really change the way they practice law. And for the better, I think it will really uh, help us um, achieve a greater efficiency uh, than, we, than we've ever had before, which is, which is a real positive thing for, for everyone. And, uh, um, you know, we'll get through this. This is not the first pandemic that the world has faced, it's, uh, and it won't be the last one. Uh, but uh, by sharing information with your colleagues and your friends and setting up networks of uh, uh, lawyers that, and colleagues to share information, it's a really positive thing to do uh, so that we can all get through this together and uh, our businesses can survive and our clients continue to be served uh, uh, appropriately during these trying times. So good luck, everyone. Be well. Yeah, that's a great tip. And even us sharing you know, our approaches on this podcast I think will be helpful. You know, every law firm's got a different size, a different culture, a different technology. Uh, but I think listening to this and understanding some of the steps we're taking might help other people in our profession as well. Rich, final tips? You bet. Well, I would, say, I would say amen to all of that. Um, I'm excited about how we can uh, position ourselves for the future through this challenge. How do we move forward? Um, but the bigger picture is that I think of lawyers have this privileged role in, in our society. Um, we have um, an ability and a platform to do good. Um, we have an ability to lead not only amongst other lawyers, but in our communities in general. Um, we lawyers should be the face of calm and the face of help. We need to be thinking of all the folks who aren't nearly as privileged as we are to be able to have this kind of profession and earn a living 
from a computer screen. So take care of each other, hug your kids, hug your loved ones, and everybody try and stay safe. Great tip, Rich. Really appreciate it. I want to thank everybody, Billy, Brian, Rich, for giving us their time on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, I want to thank Brian for suggesting that we do this podcast. Um, it makes sense now that we've done it, but it was a great idea, Brian. Thank you. I know that uh, we all agree that the safety of our family and staff and clients are our top priority. Hopefully this podcast will help in our listeners in understanding uh, what decisions they can make moving forward. I uh, want to thank you for listening to the Family Law Now podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please share it with your family, friends, 